0: I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. and I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist. Where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental. Org and become a student member today. You're going to love your benefits. Do it now.
1: What is up, guys? It's your boy, Matt Havis, back at it with the Dental Tune and Bobs podcast. We want to welcome you into 2021. It's mid-January. We just want to start off the year right. We want to reach out to all our followers, all our fans. We wanted to wish you guys the best and most productive year possible. Let's bounce back from COVID. Let's make this an awesome year. We want to start off with just a little clinic update. So Cole and I sit down. We discuss all things clinic, managing patients, what it's like transitioning as a first-time practitioner, seeing a patient for the first time. And uh, Cole gives you insight on his first experience, and uh, we're proud of him and everything. So let's make this the best year we can. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you guys want to hear about anything on the podcast? Shoot us a DM on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. We love to hear from you guys. We want to make this the best podcast we can for you. So, once again, welcome to 2021. The Vibe Tribe's here with you. And um, let's stay safe and vibe on.
2: Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes podcast. My name is Cole Herzik. My name is Matt Havis. And we are here today with a clinic update. You have missed us for a little bit but I'm gonna catch up with Matt, see how he's doing in clinic. And I'll tell you a little bit about what I'm doing as a D2. So Matt, how is clinic treating you?
1: Well, let's just start off with 2021. New year, new us. We took a little siesta, you know, trying to enjoy time with the family, trying to get through finals, you know, but we're back, we're better than ever. And we're gonna hit the ground running in 2021. But uh, clinic is going well. I. Uh, I'm living my best life over in the uh, clinic side. So I really enjoy treating patients. I love talking to them and connecting, you know, a lot, there's a lot more that goes into dentistry than just drilling on the mannequins. You know, it's so enjoyable to actually, you know, sit here, talk to a patient, they could speak back. Cause you know, it's like, it's so much different. And SimLab is just like, okay, number 10, you know, class three, whatever. And then you just you leave, you know, and you're done. But now you can have personality, you can work on your bedside manner. And that's what I love so much about dentistry is you get to connect with the patients all different walks of life. It's a lot of fun. So whether you're drilling, just doing you know, new patient screening or COE, whatever it may be. It's just so much fun. It really is. Yeah, that's
2: that's excellent. That's great. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, I had a new patient screening just today myself. And, you know, you said just about the personality, mm-hmm. having a patient that can actually talk back, have, oh, yeah. you can you have a great conversation with my patient, she mixes beats on her phone. <laughs> she puts drums and keyboard and a little rap here and there and mixes beats. And we had a full conversation about that. And she gave me some samples. Oh, um, so really cool stuff.
1: You're going to rap on them?
2: Uh, I don't know if I can. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's the thing. You know, you have your typodont and you can't even say anything to your typodont. And it's not a live person. They can't mm-hmm. turn their head,
1: you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's not, the, it's not the true clinic experience. It's not, it's not. And I mean, we are on reduced hours because of COVID, but you know what, at the end of the day, you know, some patient care is better than no patient care. And I'm very blessed that our school is up, up and running at the level that it is, you know, we're in like one of the few schools up and running at the level we're at. So we're in about 50% of our clinic time, which is huge because some some classes for other dental schools haven't even really come back they're just starting to transition back with this whole covid stuff so i mean i'm very blessed to be in there i'm very happy with how our school is running things we're even going to start talking about doing external rotations which is huge so we're in like a kind of a pilot thing where they have a trial and error sort of thing Where we're sending a few students to a, a peds office for a week and if everything goes well we're going to start uh, looking at adding other specialties we're going to see if we can um, you know you know Do more stuff in there, but the only problem is there's a lot of you know, like litigation with it. Like, they have to have a teaching license, not just a practicing license, in order to do that. So, if they can. And we can start transitioning 100 students, we definitely will, which I think could be huge, you know, coming for your class and stuff as they transition in the clinic and everything, you know, because you get to see all different walks of life and different ways of practicing. And you could even pick up again on, you know, patient care and how they manage their patients, you know, that's huge. And that'll be excellent to have
2: extra specialists on hand, because I know many of you that listen that go to other schools, you're very fortunate to have rotations and actually do perio, oral surgery and get to see all of that Mm -hmm. at our school. Unfortunately, we don't have that. So, you know, when we have certain procedures that we'd really like to see, you know, maybe we don't get to see that surgery that somebody got to see today. So it's really great that we'll have those opportunities presented towards us. So if you're really interested in thinking about surgery or you're thinking about perio Uh or you're thinking about even going peds, if you're thinking about focusing on a specific niche and, you know, excelling in it and learning all about it, even early on, it's
1: phenomenal it really is and i i mean our school is really spearheading all of that stuff and they're adding it in because initially everyone would ask like oh is this a good school if you want to specialize and granted every school is you 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 make the best out of it but the problem was we never had departments so you didn't have like a perio department where you get to see you know gum grafting whatever it is that you want to see with perio you didn't get to so now if we can go to an office you're learning it from you know a master of their field you know the their, their, it's their art form they do it all the time and I think it's a huge, you know, a huge bonus to anyone looking to specialize, even if you just want to broaden your horizons as a general dentist, I think it's huge, you know, but let's take a step back. I want to hear about your experience, you know, just treating patients because you're now like managing your own patient in the MPS clinic doing right. your new patient screening. So how was that? You said you did it today. How was it?
2: I, you know, honestly, I was telling you earlier that it was like everything put together in this crazy patient with a sweet lady, but just everything, you know crazy medical history, lots of medications, um, you know, lots of things that she wanted done almost immediately. And unfortunately, many of you know, in school, that's just impossible. She can't come in tomorrow and have everything done. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one of the downsides of, you know, coming to our school clinic. However, you know, she is somebody that somebody can inherit that patient into their population and they have so much work. I mean, I just did a quick NPS, did a quick, you know, intraoral exam and I saw three restorations that need to be redone. Um, one where she's just having some sensitivity so more than likely she's probably going to need some sort of restoration there um she needs some root tips extracted um she's got all these work that somebody could pick up and it would be great because you know that's a couple appointments for them um, and could fill some of their competencies so that's phenomenal but yeah my experience it was great um honestly it's kind of i'm sure many of you are aware of this when they start you in clinic it's kind of they throw you to the sharks and they're like all right you just have to figure it out and, you know, learn at your own pace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had taken a pano before, but it was on a classmate Mm -hmm. and everything was, you know, kind of my hand was held and everyone walked me through the steps today. I was all on my own. I had to figure it out. I mean, I knew the steps I'm going through them in my head, you know, okay. Make sure that the arm of the pano is on the right. Make sure that you have it at the correct height for the patient. Make sure you put on the lead apron correctly. You know, we're just going through all those mental checks in my head, you know, making sure the allotragus line is perfect making sure I line up the canines. Okay. Is the, are the lines behind the canines? Are they in front? Are they in the middle? And then remembering what buttons to press. Oh yeah. So all of that, you know, put together, you know, Mm -hmm. in the moment you're like, oh, I think I got it. But then right when you're there, the patient's there, they have the lead apron on, they're biting on the little stick. You know, do I have everything that I need? Mm -hmm. Am I ready to go? Like, are they positioned correctly? You know, God forbid, do I have to take this panel again? Oh Um, boy! so making sure that everything, but it turned out well, you know, there's a, there's something to be said about somebody that really listens and pays attention and is really into it. And even if I wasn't super competent, if I was just, I had great confidence, good rapport with the patient. And she was more than willing. She was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Great. And she was comfortable. She was initially a little bit nervous when we came in, Mm -hmm. but I established right from the beginning, like, listen, you don't have anything to worry about. We are learning here together mm-hmm. and we're going to take this journey together. Calm down. Like there's mm-hmm. no reason to be nervous at all. Um, she kept calling me, sir. I'm like, listen, you're older than me. You don't <laughs> need to keep doing that. Um, you no, know, but it was a really great experience. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to be able to actually do this on, like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. a live person and, you know, ask them all of these medical history things and then see based on what she had. The medication she was taking and being like, okay, well that makes sense. I learned that in my textbook. That's why she's taking that medication. For me, I, I geek out about that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, well she had glaucoma, so she was on these two eye drops that were specifically for the glaucoma. So you know, it's kind of one of those crazy things like that where you can like make you like, okay, yeah, I remember reading
1: about that in my book. So it was really nice to be able to see that on a real patient. Mm-hmm. And you know what, I got to say, like Cole touched on something. So one of the biggest things I, I adopted the motto first year. 75 in you dentist. I still live by it, but I'm done with class now. So I had to develop a new motto. And now that I'm in clinic, I needed the clinic motto. And it's always have confidence and or knowledge. You always want at least one of the two. So if you can have both, obviously, you know, you're in business, but if you can only have one, you know, at least, you know, portray it. So for instance, I was assisting on a uh, surgical case last week and one of the classmates, you know, you could tell wasn't confident and the patient picked up on that and the knowledge wasn't a hundred percent there. Granted it was, you know, their first time doing a procedure, you know, like like a surgical procedure like that. So I, you know, I don't hold it against them, but like try to, you know, exude some confidence, even if you don't have the knowledge. And if you do have the knowledge, but not the confidence, at least you have that basis because the patient was getting nervous. And luckily, you know, we worked in a buddy system, you know, we complimented each other well, and we got through the case, but it's one of those things where you got to have knowledge and confidence, but at least have one if you can't have both. And, you know, Cole was saying how like the knowledge is there, but once you get with the patient, you know, you start getting a little, you know, antsy and stuff like that. And then you start forgetting a couple of things. So then that's where the confidence comes in, have that confidence. He knows how to take a panel, you know, he's done it. But the problem is when the, when the patient comes in game time situation, you know, you get those pregame jitters coming on. That's when you start. Okay, will the vest on right? You know, is the position in the positioning right? Is it going to bump the shoulder when it spins around? All these crazy things. You get like a million ideas or whatever coming in your head. That's one of those things. But it's it's just all repetition. Any D three, any D four. You know, listening. I'm sure you guys can empathize with Cole, you know, I can because I was in that position a few months ago. But you learn so much so fast, like his next patient, he's gonna absolutely crush, especially because you're likely not going to have that kind of medical history again, right, you know, likely, and you'll probably have like a little less, you know, sometimes you have people come in, they just want a cleaning. Right. You right? Know, no, no carries, you're just like, okay, I need just treatment plan. And then 123. But other times you get this root tip extractions, you know, you got all this stuff. But, you know, you'll, I think you'll, you'll, expand and it's honestly good to start off with like a whole you know insane case because it'll only get easier from there you know what I mean but I I really like that you uh you guys are in there because they have a huge huge you know advantage on us because we didn't do what they were doing where he's in clinic with a patient we assisted you know so you kind of feel that sense of security because you've got somebody who's been doing it better because they've been doing it longer and they can actually help and then you could kind of just like fall back to them there's no falling back when you're the only person in the room you know, or if you have another person that's just as inexperienced because it's their first patient too, and you guys have to feed off of each other, there is a sense of security, but you're not getting that, you know, that serious, you know, patient experience when you right. do it yourself. Something goes wrong, you're doing the MPS or something, the panel messes up, you have to explain, okay, the panel messed up, and then you have to take another, you know, and just it's the way it goes. It's all explained because you know it's a learning institution, but you know, that's just how the cards roll. So how did the panel turn out, though? The
2: panel was beautiful. There you You go. See everything. Condyles are good. You know, she wasn't (laughs) too far up, so we didn't have a flat mandible. There you go. We had a nice little rounded mandible. Everything looked great. Um, you could see all the. There was no pathology. Thank goodness for her. Um, everything looked good. Good. Um, which was great. Nice. Um, and you know, you said it so nicely about, you know, having the knowledge and then being able to have that confidence to present mm-hmm. it. You don't even have the most amount of knowledge, but having enough knowledge to where you can confidently present it. And then it's, they tell you it in peds, peds it's super important that tell show do, mm-hmm. but I think even for adult patients, you need that tell show do because another one where I assisted one of your classmates, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were going to do a whole COE on her and we were doing her diagnostic cast and we were doing jaw relation, you know, records, we were taking all that stuff so we were about to do a face bow on her and she hears your dear your classmate go face bow and she says you know what's that so i calmed her down by saying okay well let me explain to you what a face bow is so what i did was i explained to her that this is what a face bow is i said a face bow is going to take a relation of your maxillary arch and this is what we do and then to dumb it down for her i said okay so your upper arch is connected to your skull and we're going to take this device and we're going to take a measurement of your upper jaw in relation to your skull so we can mount it so we can have an accurate representation to make our model of who you are because i said we could just make it and it's not accurate to you and it's just like a glove that doesn't fit you you can try no matter how many times and it's still not going to fit you so i said this is exactly why we're going to do this and she felt so much more comfortable she looked at it and she said first of all the name Facebook, she said what Facebook? Yeah, and then she said, "You're going to take this thing and put it in my ears." What are you? What? And then so being able to just walk her through it, mm-hmm. tell her, explain the knowledge. This is what it is, but then to take it a step back and dumb it down a little bit, and just kind of explain to her in terms that she would understand. And she immediately was like, "Oh, do it. Let's do it."
1: Mm-hmm. it and you know what? That's a great explanation because I say something, you know, more or less that, and patients say like they you pull out this thing you got like the you know the ear pieces and then you have like the you know the device yeah the, transfer, gonna jig, yeah. Yeah, the transfer to the articulator and then looking like you know you're going to probe them or something like you're an alien and like no, no no it just goes in your ears no big deal and then you know you, I'm going to put this in your mouth it's just going to stick to your teeth a little with this blue stuff and then that's that you know and I'm like oh okay I could probably do it myself now if I needed to you know it's just it's very you know scary looking at something not knowing you know and that's another thing like in clinic if you, I mean, just another tidbit that I learned during surgery, don't let the patients see which like the instruments and everything, you know, pick it up and then like slide it up to them. And anyone listening to the podcast, um, they can't see the video. Basically you just keep it out of their field of vision. You know, if you're going to, if you're extracting a tooth and you have the forceps, whatever, or an elevator, you just slide it up. So that way you don't bring it across. Cause if they see it, you know, eyes are going to get big, you know, white knuckle, they're going to grip the seats and everything probably best not to do that but some things you have to like a facebook you're unless they're blind they're going to see it you know and it's just easy to communicate again patient management you know, and that's another thing too. You're like, be it. Don't be afraid to, you know, talk to the patient. You know, d- like the patient is there to work with you. You're not working on the patient, you're working with the patient. So if you're taking a look at the mouth or whatever, you're probing whatever, ask them to turn their head. You don't have to lean over them and, you know, like right. break neck to try to do it. You say, Hey, like turn your head like eight degrees towards me. And then you just probe one, two, three, you get your, you know, sights and then you move on. You know, there's no sense in doing that. Some people I see, they're like upside down, you know, all over the place, hanging from the ceiling, just trying to get these measurements. For no reason, you know the patient's there to work with you. You know, I mean, don't keep them in an uncomfortable position for too long. Try to, you know, move with purpose. But again, like if uh, the faster somebody learns that, the better they're gonna be in clinic. One for their their bodies, their backs, their necks, and everything, and also just for like, you know, completing the job. You want to do everything quick because in school you have three hours, but once you're in private practice. You're moving, you know, it's, it's like, you know, a well-oiled machine. You just got to go from patient to patient. So you don't have three hours for one patient, you know? Exactly. So that's always something you can do. And I learned that the hard way because my preceptor is like, what are you doing? Like, you just, you're like, you're turning yourself and everything. Why not just move the patient? And I'm like, oh, cause you know, in Sim Lab, you don't move the patient because then you have to untwist the knob, turn the head, twist it right. back, tighten it. It's a pain. It's easier to just move yourself, but right. the patient's easy and everything. And you got to manage the tongue because, you know. So most, you know, mannequins don't have a tongue. That's a pain, right. you know, you're drilling and then you nick the tongue, you start bleeding the patients like, oh, you got me. And you're like, oh, sorry. You know, it's kind of hard to explain when you nick the tongue and they're bleeding. So, right. you know, it's happened and, you know, you know, it's, it's a way of life in dentistry, I guess. I'm sure everyone's going to nick tongues for 30 years and all their, all their whole career. But, you know, it's just, it's not about what you do. It's just how you come back from your mistakes. That's it. You know, it's right. like, and just be cool with the patient and the patient's going to be cool with you.
2: Right. And then so wrapping up here, guys, we want to hear about your clinic stories. Um, So please, if you follow us on Instagram, DM us at dental.student.vibes. If you're in our Facebook group, make a post. We would love to hear your clinic stories, your wins, your failures, and how you picked yourself back up. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear them. Uh, Stay tuned for more of these little dental dimes, uh, talking about clinic, talking about going forward and learning more
1: stuff. Uh, But until then, guys, bye-bye. Alright guys, it's your boy Matt Havis. I hope you enjoyed that little sit-down with Cole and I. We discuss all things clinic and what's going on in our lives and as student practitioners. We want you guys to excel in clinic. If you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. We love to reach out to you guys and hear from you. Tell us your clinic stories, what's going on, you know, wins, losses, stuff like that with patients. You know, we're all in this together. Let's just learn and let's be the best dentist that we can possibly be. So as always, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Join our Facebook group, Dental Student Vibes. We love to hear from you. We love the discourse that we got going on. It's awesome. And um, we want you guys to be a part of it. Stay tuned for more episodes. And as always, stay safe and vibe on.